Hey everyone, welcome to Previously Recorded. This episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tees. For all your t-shirt needs, contact Jack at Totally Tees. You can check them out on Facebook. Um, they started selling some of these new products, uh, especially related to Philadelphia sports. If you're interested, uh, give it a look, seriously, at Totally Tees. Alright, so I'm going to bring you this special episode of Previously Recorded. This is another mini-episode um, where we're going to cover um, Captain Marvel, which will be full spoiler episode. And also um, the N- Avengers Endgame, Endgame trailer that dropped today, um, which is Thursday, uh, March 14th, I believe. Yeah, March 14th. Uh, so I'm going to talk about it a little bit in detail. It is just me for this episode. Uh, I wanted to get an episode out because it's been a couple weeks since we had our last one. It's going to be a couple weeks till we get our next one because uh, we're busy schedules over here. Um and I also will include uh, some notes from Shane and Bob, who cannot be here tonight, on um, what they thought on the movie and what they thought on the trailer. So, let's start. All right, so, Captain Marvel. The awaited film that we've all been hype about. So, for those of you who have not seen it again, this is a spoiler-heavy episode. So, turn it off and go see the film and come back. So, it starts off, I'll be honest, the way it started off kind of threw me through through a loop. I was very confused about the pacing of the story because it was, it was told differently where we, we, we meet Veers and she already knows what she's, like her power, she doesn't know where they came from. It was just very kind of confusing to follow, uh, which then, you know, obviously the storytelling, they, they put a lot into the flashbacks to relay some kind of heavy relationship with her best friend who doesn't show up until an hour into the movie, but this is supposed to be one of the main relationships that I think is definitely overshadowed by Samuel Jackson, who I kind of think was the standout star in this. It's kind of weird saying that he's the standout star because it's freaking Samuel Samuel Jackson. But um, it goes without saying, but when he's not the title role, it's kind of weird. Uh, Goose was great, too. Um, so, yeah, there. I mean, there were some twists, with, especially with, you know, Marvell being a woman and the Krees were the actually the good guys and not the bad I mean, the Krees were the bad guys and the Scrolls who are known in the comics as being these legendary bad guys. Secret Invasion, you know, that's all, that's all the, the Kree. And a lot of fans, like myself included, are, okay, that's the big bad guy of the movie. Turn it around. Here it's um, Jude Law's character, which I forget his name already. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was co- it was cool. There was definitely a lot of cool scenes, a lot of flat scenes that I thought um, – Brie Larson was really good as Captain Marvel, but again, I just feel like Samuel Jackson stole some of the scenes. Like he was the showstopper. He was cracking me up. He was funny. You know, it was cool. So, but I do have some of my problems with the movie. Obviously, the one being the Tesseract, because at the end, uh, we f- at the end, I think it was in the Avengers where we find out that Howard Stark found the test the Tesseract while he was looking for Cap. So it's been, so S.H.I.E.L.D. had it for a long time. And it just so, somehow goes missing. It kind of didn't feel like a, necessa- like a necessary add-in or tie-in to the universe to have the Tesseract. I mean, I get it. To show she's powerful, she just picked it up like it was nothing. Um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I just feel like it took a really long time for this movie to get going. I mean, that first half hour when she's in space in the beginning of the movie is supposed to be some of the coolest parts of the movie. And I felt that they did not do that ultimately well. It looked cool. It looked good. But Guardians and Thor 
handled space so much better. It was cooler. It seemed more fun. Uh, I mean, the Kree world is pretty dark, so I get it. It's not. It's not doesn't have that same feel that the Guardians and Thor had. But I just kind of feel like it was in terms of space, and we're getting this other all-powerful superhero. It kind of just felt like something was missing. The movie was good. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad to see that she's going to be in Endgame. The the post-credit scene was awesome. But it just did. The movie did not feel necessary. It was good, but it's like okay, this movie. I feel like they could have introduced Captain Marvel without her own movie. I don't even know why they're calling her Captain Marvel because she doesn't even get referenced as Captain Marvel at all in this movie. I mean, there's a little hint at the end with Samuel Jackson, but what are you going to do? Uh, Goose was also the standout star. The cat was awesome. He was hilarious. Had a lot of comic relief, and here being a Flarkin, uh, which is how. Spoiler alert again, Nick Fury loses his eyeball, I think is pretty hilarious. Um, now, in terms of other Marvel movies, this is this origin story. It's kind of, nah. They took a new approach to, of how to tell it, which I, I did like, but like I said, it, it is confusing. Um, and it just didn't add anything that I felt that like Doctor Strange's origin story had, or even Black Panther's origin story. Which Black Panther, I mean... That's not really an origin story movie because he's kind of origin gets thrown in in Civil War a little bit. Um, but it's not an Iron Man. Definitely not Cap. I mean, it's definitely not a breakout origin story. It's just a fun filler movie because it's what we're all waiting for. The two, the la- This and Ant-Man and the Wasp have just been filler until Endgame, which is what we're all waiting for. So if I had to rank it, it probably would not be in my top 10 Marvel movies. Um, maybe somewhere in the 15 area. But, uh, you know, it was good. It was fun. It's a good refresher and keep him fresh in the Marvel Universe until Endgame rolls around in just under a month and a half. But let's focus on Kara a little bit. So, she doesn't know who she is. She's Veers. She's in this... Cree planet, and she's seeing this ultimate role model, like this person she looks up to the most when she goes into the the AI for the Cree. Um, and to me, I get it. You know, she doesn't know who this person is, but it's very prominent in her life. This character means nothing to us, Marvel, and the two ends up turning out to be Marvel. And even after the movie, this character means nothing. They spent no time building up this relationship with Marvel, like they. They said they obviously made it clear that she was very important to Carol, but we didn't get to see why. And maybe we'll get it in the sequel. But I felt like for that to be such a big aspect of this movie, it left a lot to be desired, as well as the best friendship. I mean, you're showing up, I think she said it was six years after she was thought to be dead, and her friend grieved and she's gone, and she kind of just shows up. Um,. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, obviously they're going to be excited, but they're kind of they, – they they talked about that being the heart of the movie was that relationship between Carol and her best friend, Maria. It just needed more – like like you said, it's the heart of this movie, and it's there she shows up an hour into the film. And I felt like really no time at all is spent on that. There's a little bit, and – 
they kind of try and pick things up because one person's remembering everything, and, and then Carol has no idea what the hell's going on. But it was cool to see some of it. Like I'm not saying it wasn't def- – it was just kind of thrown in there. That's not what I'm saying. Like They built it up a little bit, but I felt like it needed more. I feel like this movie could have used an extra 20 minutes and spent that time building up the backstories with the best friend and with Marvell and – Instead, they kind of threw it in that montage to show you that they've been, like when they're going through their memories, that they've been best friends forever. Like, you know, when they're little kids. So I feel like there's definitely some stuff that probably got it taken out on the cutting room floor. Um, that's just some of my takeaways from it. In terms of Carol's powers, uh, she kind of, they kind of just came to her in control a little bit, you know. But that that's a normal superhero movie. It's not like anything crazy, you know. No breakthroughs or what have you, but uh, she was, I mean, she was really cool. She was badass. Like, like I said, there was times she was fly, but she was badass. Carol Danvers was awesome. Uh, and I'm excited to see what she's ready to, to add to Endgame. But I don't want to sound like I'm bashing it because I'm definitely not. It's better than 98% of the DCEU, and it's uh, it's a high-ranked Marvel movie. Uh, it, it's top 15 when you're talking about 21 movies. It's definitely above both Ant-Man. Well, Definitely about Batman and the Wasp, maybe, but that's a whole other podcast we can talk about with these rankings in the movies. So one of the things I have heard is this is the timeline with some of these things where, you know, the Tesseract and Nick Fury um, naming the Avengers after her when in the first Avengers he said it's named because of alien threats like Thor, but it's also, you know, there's alien threats. This is... Uh, Fury's first exposure to Alien, so who's to say that's not the reason that he started forming the Avengers Project? Um, I I thought it was kind of cool how he named it after seeing the Avenger title on her airplane. I thought it was cool. There was a lot of cool representation for women in this movie, badasses. I thought it was hilarious that the end battle with Marvel, yes, it was anticlimactic, but it was so against what superhero movies are, like there's not that final battle. She's like, no, I don't have anything to prove to you. Boom, dead, gone. Not dead, but you know what I mean. Um, so that's what I thought of it. Um, there's also the one thing that kind of bothered me where everyone else is saying, hey, where is Carol during the Avengers? If this isn't takes place in the 90s, where is she during the Avengers? All the uh, Age of Ultron and all these other movies when all these uh, world crises are coming down. And Fury's just using it now. Well, she said to Fury... This is only for an emergency. And you might say, hey, Avengers, that was an emergency. The, the Earth was under attack. Well, yeah, but the mo- point of that movie was so that his Avengers initiative could work. He did not want to call in Carol. And Carol said, and only in emergencies. And, and maybe he knew that that was important, so he wants to hold on to that until he, you know, he has no chance. But it's also possible he did ring it and she didn't come. That's also very possible. Or... Just that that's that's one of the reasons that I know Kevin Feige said that that he could have rang it, she didn't come, and or he was just holding on to it till a specific moment, and this is when when he knew that there was literally no hope left. And at the end of Infinity War, he has no idea what the hell's going on for like Wands Fury has no idea, and that's his last ditch effort. I don't have that big of a problem with it. Also, you're talking about a movie, a universe that is already twenty movies established, and they're bringing in another character that they probably never thought that they could bring in. And they didn't have to change the script to, to fit some of the things. Like, they could have just done it, not reference the Avengers, not reference the Tesseract. And I think it would have been fine. But they wanted, they're always about connecting. So I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, I know some people did. 
So that's my take on Captain Marvel. I give it a B. Not great, but good, fun, lighthearted, uh, and some awesome girl power. Kick ass. So now I'm gonna. I asked Bob and Shane to write me to you know write a little review of Captain Marvel, um, so I could read it on here since they couldn't be here today. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read it right now. So I'm gonna start with Bob because Bob is my Captain Marvel guy. I love comics. I like to read them, but I've just I never could get into Carol Danvers. And if you've read Civil War two. Carol Danvers is kind of a bitch. She kind of sucks in that she's the reason for a lot of problems in that. So I'm not a big fan of him. But Bob, since he joined, that was one of the first issues, one of the first series he started reading. So he's always been my Captain Marvel go-to guy. So I I think this is a pretty good take if you want to hear a real good review from a Captain Marvel fan. Uh, So Bob said, Captain Marvel was a good origin story, but not their best. At this point in the sequence of movies, I wasn't necessarily impressed, but I thought it was a good movie all the same. Although it's accurate to the character, I didn't like how powerful she was because it's almost like a Superman situation where why do the other heroes even matter at that point? Or that the Avengers Initiative was named after her, which just seemed like a forced move. So that was his take on it. Shane kind of agreed. His whole thing is kind of the same problem that Bob has, but I'll cover that when I get to Endgame. The Endgame trailer. Um, so Shane just kind of agreed with him. Didn't really give me much. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I agree. That's This movie did not feel necessary. It did not feel needed in the grand scheme of things. But you know what? Neither did an Ant-Man and an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. But they were fun. They were enjoyable. We liked them. They made a shit ton of money. And that's always good for Marvel Studios because they make hits. They make good superhero movies. And as superhero fans, we should love that. Good superhero movies. I don't want to think I'm shitting on the DCEU. I kind of am. I would love for them to make good movies. Wonder Woman was awesome. Aquaman, not so awesome. But it was kind of a step in somewhat the right direction. So, if you have a different take on uh, Captain Marvel, let us know. Tweet us. Tell us we're wrong. I want to hear it. I really do. I love when people tweet us back or or they message me individually. It's awesome because I know you guys are listening and I appreciate that because... If not, I'm just talking into a microphone and posting this shit online for nobody else to hear. Oh, my God. Who's that scene? Hey, it's Patrice. How you doing? I just wanted to say that I loved the Captain Marvel movie. It was great. It was women power. Thank you, Patrice. Now go. Sorry about that, guys. She's just... Patrice is just one of a kind. So, anyway, the next part. That came out today. We're talking Endgame, people. Avengers Endgame. said no more surprises but i was really hoping to pull off one last one this trailer was awesome people it gave away absolutely nothing of the plot of the movie it did not show thanos it just gave us some more avengers and that's what we want this movie is going to be super fucking epic i am going to be an emotional wreck after this because i think that Cap's going to die. I think Iron Man could potentially die. It's just going to be a pretty emotional movie. Ten years of build-up. Ten plus years at this point of build-up. For this movie. And it's going to be awesome, people. One of the cool things that I thought of this that really got me hyped. This trailer didn't really get me super hyped until about the end. Like I was like, alright, awesome. New footage. Let's see it. 
the recount at the beginning of the of the uh, of Cap, of Iron Man, and of Thor's original movies, and how they blended in, and how they made the you know the snap again with the black and white and the red was focused. That was all cool, but what got me was the quantum realm suits, people. These people are going into the quantum realm, and they are going back in time. Now, what happens when they go back in time? I don't know. The reason that makes me say that is because at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, they talk about time travel getting referenced in the quantum realm, and this is going to be fucking awesome. Going to be awesome. Now, in terms of actual plot of the movie, I have really no idea other than the Avengers are trying to take down Thanos and get back who was lost. And it's very curious that we, you know, we have not seen Thanos at all in this because Thanos should be resting. I assume that that's all he wants to do when he accomplished his mission. And that's what, you know, we don't need these trailers for these movies because everybody's still going to go fucking see this movie. I'll probably see it three times opening weekend. I gotta be the first showing. I am so hyped for this movie, guys. So hyped. Another cool part of the trailer was also Captain Marvel showing up at the end. I like this one. So, I want to talk about that for a little bit. And my prediction of Captain Marvel in this movie. Now, some people think it's like a Captain Marvel was made just to justify her appearance in the Avengers Endgame. And that she's going to be the X Factor and she's going to be the one to kill Thanos. Guys, that's not what's going to happen. She is not going to kill Thanos, and if she does, then I might disembark from the Marvel Studios bandwagon. Um, that'll never happen. But to have 10-plus years of buildup and not have the characters we care the most about, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, take down Thanos, then that's just a punch in the face and a slap in the face to those fans. I also don't think the Russos would allow that to happen, this brand-new character thrown into their movie, their part two. It's, it's a part two. Um... I just don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think Marvel's going to do that. That would just be crazy. She's going to be helpful. She's going to be able to, to add that extra oomph that they need. But when it comes to the final blow, it's going to be Cap, or it's going to be Iron Man, or Thor. Probably Thor. Thor makes the most sense. I think it would be really cool to see the four original Avengers kind of beat down on Thanos themselves. I think that would be really cool. But we'll see what happens. Um, but that that kind of end tease at the end of Captain Marvel where she just shows up and goes, where's Fury? I liked it. I liked that there was not a lot of build-up. So when, when we're going to Endgame, I assume she's going to show up pretty early. And there's not this whole build-up and then she's not going to show up when they're in desperate need. Like, she's going to be there. She's going to be helping them. And that's what we're kind of seeing at the end of the trailer, too, with the hammer flying by. Like, she's there. She's not... Um, like, she's not, there's no build-up to her arrival. She's going to be the, the, the last straw saves them when they're done. Like, no. She's going to be with them for the entire time. She's going to be helpful. But she's not going to be the focal point of this movie. And I think people just need to realize that Marvel's not going to do that. They brought her in. They, um, they made her own movie to make sure that, I guess, people knew this character instead of just throwing her in there so they can spend time on the plot and on the Avengers and not on just introducing who Carol Danvers is. Um, but speaking of like the runtime and everything, and this movie has been talked about that it's going to be three hours. God, I hope it's four hours. Like I hope this is – I want everything because this movie needs to be everything. I need all the information. It's just like Infinity War. Infinity War hit the nail like perfectly. Like That movie was everything it should have been and more. Left us all speechless. 
if you read the comic, you knew the snap was a thing. They talk about the snap. I personally didn't think the snap was going to happen in that movie. I didn't think that that was going to how it was going to end. And I expect Endgame to leave us all speechless, emotional, happy, whatever you have it, but worth the 10-plus years of buildup. Worth all the money we put in, all the time. Like, I was, it was 2008 when these movies came out. The, the, the Iron Man movie came out when I was in seventh grade. And I am out of college now and waiting to see the kind of the culmination of that Iron Man movie. And, guys, if that doesn't get you maybe teary-eyed or, or whatever you have, it, looking back on all those years that you spent looking forward to. All right. Uh, I remember when the first Avengers came out. I was a sophomore in high school, and that was, like, the biggest thing ever. I n- and we never seen anything like that. And now we're like, oh, the Avengers was awesome. But now we have, like, Infinity War, and now we have Endgame. And it's just, it's, it's just absolutely crazy. And I am super excited for it. So one of the main things from the trailer that I've seen kind of posted everywhere today is whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Is whatever it takes. You know, a bunch of the heroes say Cap says it, Iron Man says it. Like guys, they are going to do whatever, whatever it takes to take down Thanos and get things back to the way they were. And if that doesn't get you a little bit emotional and thinking about, wow. I grew up watching Captain America played by Chris Evans, and this could be it. It's just Marvel has done amazing. And I think other studios that are trying to build these universes, they need to take a note from them because they do it right. They, they took their time. They cast it perfectly. In some cases, they cast it nobodies um, or people that you wouldn't think. Like Robert Downey Jr., when he got cast as Iron Man, everyone was like, what the hell? Like He's a washed up. He's a drug addict, what have you. He was perfect for Iron Man. Now I can sit here for hours and talk about this trailer, what's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. So before I go, I want to read you what Bob and Shane had to say um, about the Avengers Endgame trailer. So uh, Bob said, the Endgame trailer I thought was good intermingling of material from a lot of the older films with the new stuff, most of which was already seen. He said, I don't know that this movie needs any more hype than it already has, and that studio knows that, so they're not really giving anything away. And then Shane went on to say kind of what I said about um, what I was talking about with he doesn't want Captain Marvel to kill Thanos, and she's not going to. But that's exactly it. This movie doesn't need any hype at all, and they know that, so they're only giving us clips of footage that we can't really piece together. I mean, you can, you can, there's, don't worry, like, the real plot of the movie has not really been talked about other than that they need to save the world again. So, it was really cool. There was lots of things in it that I liked. I'm not going to sit here and nitpick it, but I kind of just wanted to get on here, talk about it, and uh, just, you know, if you thought, if you were hyped for it, if you thought anything different than I did, let me know and tweet us. Or Facebook us, Instagram, we're all on there. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to leave you here with this. Um, tweet me your top five Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And then so, MCU guys, not Logan, not the X-Men, not Deadpool, not in this. MCU only, peeps. And uh, the five that previously recorded likes the most, that is, uh, we'll pick that as our winner. And you know what the winner gets? A t-shirt brought to you by 
Totally Tees. For all your t-shirt needs, contact Jack at Totally Tees. Guys, they got the coolest t-shirts. They got some cool Philadelphia ones out there. If you need a Bryce Harper one, you might want to look that way too. Who knows, guys? Who knows? Whatever you can do, reach out on Facebook. Totally Tees. That's the, probably the best way to contact him. We're on it. He's on Instagram as well. Um, so just wanted to thank you. I just wanted to put this episode out. For you know anyone who wanted to hear my thoughts on Captain Marvel and on that epic Endgame trailer, which we nobody was expecting today, like that that threw me through a, a tizzy at work. I, I completely got distracted after I saw that, and that's all I could think about because I'm waiting for tickets to go on sale. There's a cool poster that dropped, so yeah. But uh, I just wanted to put this episode out because it's been about two weeks since our last one, and uh, just wanted to give you a little update. We got episodes coming up. We have um, two episodes that we're going to be recording soon to be coming out in a couple weeks uh one is the go-to childhood movies where we're kind of going to have a discussion about movies that we watch as a kid you know not necessarily children-based movies but movies that just uh, remind us a lot of our childhood what they mean to us and all that fun jazz so that will definitely be our next full episode um there also is a podcast you guys might want to check out and get familiar with it's called harry potter and the half drunk podcast it's two girls sam and emily where they talk about all Harry Potter-related topics and also have a drink while they do it. Um, it's fun. It's cool. If you love Harry Potter, check it out. They're on Apple Podcast for sure. You might want to get a little familiar with them. Uh, but that's all I have, guys. If you like this episode, let me know. Um, if you have some tweaks for it, let me know as well. Um, but just wanted to thank you again for always listening. Remember to rate us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Premium, and kind of anywhere else uh, that you can listen to podcasts. And always drop a rating. We really appreciate it. Um, that's all, guys. Thanks for listening.